0: Welcome to the Tate Wheeler Podcast, a podcast about inspiration, perspective, and purpose. Let's do this. Hey, everyone, wrapping up season two of the Tate Wheeler Podcast. And at the end of each season, I like to do a best of from the guests that I've hosted over the last few months. And so I'm just going to give you short clips from episodes that we've had over the last few months. And it's going to start off with Luis Feliciano. This was episode 13, How Bad Do You Want It? Luis is an undefeated professional fighter. And we talked about in, in the episode a lot of different things, but we all have pivotal moments in our life. And Luis's pivotal moment happened at a younger age, when he was 14, 15 years old in high school. and when he decided to fully commit himself to boxing. What I enjoy about this clip is that we all are faced with pivotal moments throughout our lives, and when you go all in on those pivotal moments, that's what changes everything. You'll also hear a short clip that I concluded episode 13 with just about being a fighter, just about fighting through challenging times in life. So I hope you enjoy that clip as well. Stay tuned for this whole episode because you'll hear great clips from other guests that have hosted over the last three months.
1: Spring, I remember I was either going to enter uh, the my uh, high school baseball team or train for the Junior Olympics. Uh which is a tournament which they have for 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 fourteen through sixteen year olds, um, but uh, at that moment I decided, you know what, I'm gonna focus on boxing. I'm gonna just stick to boxing and and let's see how it goes. Once that moment came, I started winning national championships. And that's where everything opened up for me, and that's why I eventually say, you know what, hey, th- this might be a, might be a possibility where I might do this for a living. You know, I want, you know, I might become a professional boxer and and, 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 you know, and pursue my goal of becoming a world champion. And I guess the message in that is that, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go into something, especially if it's something like boxing, but just in general, if you want to go into something, don't, don't, you know, excuse my language, don't half-ass it, you know go 100% don't 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 settle don't settle for you know 50 75% not even 90% go 100% that's what you know i guess that was a turning point for me where uh you know once i started focusing on boxing and focusing on what i had to you know what i had to do and preparing for for the tournaments and the fights that i had i started becoming i started becoming a national champion and i you know and that says a lot as far as the talent was there but the work ethic wasn't there you know i wasn't preparing like i had to so with that, that's the moment everything clicked. And then all of a sudden you saw my amateur career just started going up. You know, I started becoming, you know, uh, winning world uh, national championships. I was making national teams, uh, you know, representing the U.S. in international competition. Uh, you know, that's that, that, that was something great and it helped me now. And, uh, you know, we, we spoke about those exper- uh, about experiences uh, earlier and that's transcendent. It's helped me a lot in my professional gear, and that's why you know. So far, I'm fourteen and zero, and God willing, we're gonna keep going forward, and and, and nothing will stop us.
0: Love it, man. And 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 that mentality makes you have you know, th- what so many people fear is regret, right? When you go all in, that what you just said to the listeners, if you really want something, like like you want you want this, like you could see it, like we're, we're on Zoom right now, so a lot of people are gonna listen to this, but you want it and you're going all in and I love it and uh, that's powerful. The saying in boxing goes, if you get knocked down seven times, get up eight. Make sure you hear this. Remember, you do not lose in life By getting knocked down. You only lose in life if you don't get back up. I've never walked a mile in your shoes, but if you're down right now, it's time to get up. It's time to keep fighting. It's time to dig deep. It's time to unleash that inner champion inside of you. So get up. Get started. Move forward. Fall forward. Fail forward. Just go forward. Make sure you get up and fight. Fight for you, fight for your faith, fight for your family. We believe in you. Next up is a clip from episode 17. This episode was called Say Something, and it was with Edward DeShazer. Ed and I go way back, and we have been best friends for a long time. Ed's an executive director of a school. He owns multiple small businesses. And this episode came right after the George Floyd death, and we were... Wanting to shed some perspective on a time that created so much division in our country and that division continues to this day, uh, even months after that. And I just asked Ed to give some perspective. I'm white, Ed's black, and so often you think about a scenario like what happened to George Floyd and it's just hard to kind of piece it together. What should we say? How should we react? And Ed says multiple times in this episode, he's speaking from his point of view as a black man in America. But, man, I'm telling you, he gives so much good perspective in this episode. And here's a short clip. Go back and listen to the whole episode if you enjoy this clip from Ed.
2: The first thing is we can't be colorblind. So often you have people that say, well, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Well, maybe that's your problem. You know, I need to see that you're white and I'm black and and we're different because that's what's great about America is we're different or we're not a society where every single person looks the same. That is what America was founded for. And, you know, I I think we have to start with that. Let's, let's notice each other's differences. Let's recognize each other's differences, but then let's appreciate each other's differences. And if we, if we can't take time to understand why someone may feel a certain way, then a lot of things aren't gonna change. Like, like I said, people are they're listening to respond versus listening to understand. And we have to just be willing to hear what people are saying. If a business owner is upset that they that businesses are getting broken into, listen to them. Understand why they feel that way, but then let them know, you know, this is why I feel this way. And if they're not willing to, to even hear you out, then that may be a conversation you just don't do. That's just not going to work and it's not going to it's not going to make you feel any better and it's not going to make them feel any better. But we have to just be willing to hear our neighbors, listen to our neighbors, understand our neighbors, because when it's all said and done, as frustrating as all of this is, we're in we are all in this together. You know, we are helpless one to another. That's something my dad used to always say. And it's more true now than ever. what happens, you know, in Minneapolis is is affecting what's going on here in Milwaukee. And it's gonna take black people, white people, you know, all of us coming together to try to come up with solutions. And instead of us just bickering back and forth, what are some of the meaningful things? that we can do as a society? What are some of the things we can ask our our governors, our mayors, our alder person, our president, our senators, our congressmen? We have to put the pressure on those people. They're the ones that, that are making decisions that are affecting us as a whole and that have gotten us in this
0: mess in the first place. Next up is a clip from episode 18, Conquering Mountains with Crystal Bauman. Those of you familiar with the podcast, Crystal was my first ever guest on episode two when she was in the middle of her fight against cancer. Episode 18 is her going into remission, conquering that mountain of cancer, beating leukemia against all odds. And we had so much to celebrate in this episode, we had a ton of fun, and I think the most important thing in this episode is just her journey, what she learned in her journey, how she found her faith in her journey, and how she realized her impact in being an everyday superhero to kids that she works with every single day. So you're going to pick up there, us talking about how she's an everyday superhero. And I really do think you're going to enjoy this part of the podcast, but go back and listen to the whole thing if you enjoy this clip.
3: And I've actually been thinking about why I love Batman so much. And it That's a new realization to me, is that I love him because he doesn't possess superpowers. He's totally human and built on hard work and dedication, basically. Mm -hmm. And that, like, he's human. I'm human. I can't Mm -hmm. always see myself as a superhero Mm -hmm. with superpowers. It is okay to be, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be sick. It's okay to ask for help. And I'm a human. Yeah. That's, That's what humans do. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And another cool thing that you hit on about through that, through that journey when you hit your rock bottom is trust in God. And part of this journey that I've been so blessed to witness is you find your relationship with God along the way. And mm-hmm. I I truly believe that without adding that faith com- faith component, I don't know that you would be in the same position. I don't know. I don't even know if we'd be celebrating this today. Because that was uh, yeah. that was such an important part of your journey.
3: It was. And I've always believed in God. I believed in God. And then there's times in my life where I completely didn't believe in my God as a as a defense me- mechanism. I was like, I don't, I don't want to... Because I didn't want to be let down. I think that was probably my reasoning somewhere along those lines. But then cancer, I mean, you brought me back, brought me back to church. Then my faith was reestablished. And then I've realized that I've tried to control every aspect of my life through hard work, determination, mm-hmm. perseverance, which a lot of that you can. There's a lot of circumstances you can control, but there's a lot of things that you just have to give to God and let him take care of, and whatever happens, happens. It's in his hands.
0: Like you have to surrender.
3: Yeah, surrender. And I, I, I like to say, God first, crystal second. I was always putting crystal first, and I like to like consider myself not a self-centered person, but almost in a way I was. I was so consumed with being the best that I could be that yeah. it was almost a selfish kind of mm-hmm. thing and so now now God's number one and Crystal's is number two and I've learned to just let go of some things and I think that's been a major lesson yeah throughout this journey as well. oh its
0: it's been so powerful to see it's been amazing to see and speaking of some things to celebrate because that's that's an awesome and I mean the best thing to celebrate right like you finding your faith and and knowing that but I witnessed another amazing thing that just happened a couple days ago. And there was this parade at that started at Crystal's work, Foursquare. And I got there with my family, my, my kids. Like she mentioned earlier, she, so Crystal has this thing with kids. Like kids gravitate towards her, and they love her. And my kids were making signs and uh, getting ready to go on this car parade past Crystal's house to celebrate remission. And we pulled into this parking lot, a huge parking lot, and there is over 100 cars decked out in your favorite stuff, right? Your favorite colors, you, Batman we t- hit on. I mean, there's signs, there's sayings, be a lion, conquer uh, my, my sign, be a lion, conquer mountains. And uh, What did that mean? I think it was just so powerful to see because in this whole journey, you thought that, you know, you maybe lost... Some connection to the things. I just just talk to me about that moment.
3: Yeah, well, I knew the parade. I knew the parade was happening. I had absolutely no idea the amount of people that were were going to come. I was actually a little I was a little worried. I was like, I hope people want to do this parade. I mean, there there's a lot going on in our world right now, and it's really close to home. And I kind of felt guilty for having for knowing that this parade was going to happen and not saying, "Oh, let's not do it." Mm-hmm. Um, This is a major milestone and deserves to be celebrated. So I'm very glad I didn't back out of it. But I had no idea the amount of people. And when I first saw the line coming down, I was in shock. It it just it just like it was amazing. There was a huge dump truck that led the way, which was super awesome. But the cars just kept coming and coming. And I think I felt like I was in a dream when I first heard the words remission on Wednesday, and this parade was on a Friday. And I felt like after multiple multiple cars came by, that's when I woke up and I was like, ah, oh, it's time to celebrate, it's time to, I can breathe again, I am in remission. And just seeing those kids smiling and loving it, and I think I said I love you 5 million times, and I'd say it 5 million more times, but it just really put things in perspective that I'm making an impact on these kids and will continue to do so for the rest of my life.
0: Next up is a clip from episode 21 with Brandon LaRue. Brandon wrote a book with his daughter. It's called Special Strength Lessons from Livia. It's a new number one release, and it goes through 20 lessons about how his four-year-old daughter, Livia, can teach us all about life, love, and overcoming adversity. And this episode is jam-packed with great insight about faith, about love, and just so many great perspective shifts in our life. And I picked this episode right in the middle. Uh, It's just a great clip that will remind us all how to fight through adversity. So enjoy and go back and listen to the entire episode, episode number 21, if you enjoy this clip. It goes right into adversity because one of your favorite sayings is, adversity is preparation for greatness. I'm a believer that adversity is one of our best teachers to grow. In your journey with this book, as a parent, as a husband, how has adversity prepared you for this moment?
4: Uh, well, I mean, I think we've all experienced our fair share of adversity in, in our lives. You know, it, my adversity isn't any more special or significant than any other person who listens to this podcast. Is What's unique is how you respond to adversity. You know, adversity can really force what's always fascinated me about people. And even, even, um, in hindsight, my own responses to adversity, I've learned a lot. Uh, but what's interesting is how adversity really forces some people to rise up. Like when adversity comes, man, they just, they get better because of it. And then there's people who just shut down. It, it, it ruins them. And, maybe it's because they never learned that lesson or maybe they just haven't learned it yet. Uh, for example, uh, my mom passed away when I was 14 years old. Uh, she had cancer. Um, she got diagnosed when I was 12 and she passed away when I was 14. And I mean, that's a massive hit of adversity at a, at a pretty interesting age in life. And, um, but my, my response to it was, was to kind of compartmentalize it. Um, you know, like it hurt, you know, it hurt. I miss, I miss my mother every single day, but uh, I, I kinda, I used that to respond to do other good things. Like I excelled athletically, you know, I could have very easily used that as a excuse. And people probably would have understood if I started acting out, if I started doing drugs, if I started, you know, getting in trouble, Oh well his mom just passed away. Yeah. Or you can respond in a different way. Like there's two paths, mm-hmm. right? Which one do you take? And so I, I you know, that was my first le- first lesson in life of how to life goes on when really bad things happen and and you can still do good. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, that example can inspire.
0: Next up is a clip from episode 22 Iron Heart with Carrie Turkowski. Carrie is a powerhouse. Her and I go back to our college athlete days at St. Cloud State University. She is an amazing example as a student athlete, an amazing example of a person that can set her mind to anything and go achieve it. She does not let anything hold her back. But something almost did. It was a diagnosis that came back many years ago. You'll hear a short clip from the episode. You need to make time to listen to this full episode because you will leave inspired and you will leave ready to conquer whatever life throws at you. Listen to Carrie's voice. Listen to her story. And I hope you enjoy this clip.
3: Things
5: started back in 2008. So when I say like the things I'm dealing with, it wasn't an overnight all of a sudden I'm healed, you know, and when I just say healed, it's just, you find a place. It was learning who you are, deciding what is best for you. Can you, can you live without having what people only view you as as an athlete? That was where I struggled mm-hmm. is oh, people only like me because I'm an athlete. That's kind of how I always saw myself. So who cares if you were, you know, you did this in school, if you're not a good athlete, care, you're worth nothing. So I had to r- release that and go, okay, well, I'm at a place now where I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm healthy. Uh, it took me a year and a half from the day that that happened on the table to even start yoga or just a slight walk because I I just needed to trust that my heart was fine. And so a walk led to a, okay, I have friends around me that I know could help me. Let's go for a little jog. And then from a jog, it was, let's get back in the weight room and throw the weights around. But I always put myself in a position where I knew there was some form of a doctor because it gave me that confidence um, and then all of a sudden, Oh, I signed up for a hundred mile gravel race, you know, down in <laughs> Rochester and then ran this Ragnar and I said, sign me up for the 27 mile one. I'm going to do this. And I mean, I'm telling you, I, I told my cardiologist, she's a little frustrated because I was running the night shifts and you're on the cornfields. I'm like, that was probably not the best choice, but it was the longest mileage. So I wanted to do it. Um, and then I realized when you're done and you succeeded at that, my brother had flown in from Hawaii and I said, Justin, I want to do something crazy, and I want let's make a video on it because if I can do this, we can share with people that they whatever goal or dream theirs is, we can give them that hope. Because so he does a he that's what his cinematography like he wants to share those kind of stories. And he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "I want to do an Iron Man," and I told him what it was, and he looked at me because he already thought I was a crazy person the way I, mm-hmm. I train and compete. And we went on a four-mile run, and we talked about it the entire time, and we got back, we checked off the boxes, and we're like, we're going for it. And I knew what I needed to do to get to a place of success, and that was like surrounding myself with a team, going back to what I know best. And it's people that I knew were going to help me along the way, because at this point in the health I was at, I needed a team. I wasn't going to be able to do this myself. I needed my doctors on board. You know, and then that's when you go in, you propose this to your cardiologist. He's like, I'll do this if you run some tests. And then, voila, you're actually stage two heart failure. How can you be doing what you do? And I'm going, Well, can I still do an Ironman? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, You know what? prefer if you started with a 5K. I'm like, No, whoa, whoa. I go, If I get one shot, I'm going big. And he's yeah. like, That's huge. And I'm like, That's who I am. Yes. You know? And I said, I, And he, and I convinced him, I sat in the appointment for an hour. And he's like, let's go through this. Let me hear your plan. You can convince me, but I want to know you're safe. I'm going to follow you the entire time you're training. And it was, I remember that day he sent me off. It was the week before I left. And he literally was in tears. I was in tears. He's like, I've never met somebody who first could convince me, but somebody who like had this plan in place and is willing to take a risk, but also knows that, you know, it's this moments for me, like, he just reminded me that I already done the Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, and that this will be just icing on the cake and to remember that and remember that I still have limits. And if I have to step back, do it.
0: Next up is a short clip from episode 24. It was called Dear Coach. It was a memory episode with five teammates of mine that played football or wrestled at St. Cloud State University. And we were all coached by this individual named Steve Grimmett And he passed too early on us at the age of 57. And so the clip you're going to hear is from Matt McClagan, who was a teammate of mine, standout football player at St. Cloud State University. He also coached after his playing days were over with Coach Gremmett. And it just shows the impact that an individual can have on the lives of others. And it's a short clip, but a, a clip that's important to all of us because We can all make an impact. We can all be a coach in someone's life. So be a coach, Grimmett, in someone else's life and make this type of impact. So enjoy this short clip and go back and listen to the full episode, episode number 24, Dear Coach.
6: This is a line that stuck into my head, um, and I never told you this before, Grimmett. It was, do better. You used to yell that at us all the time and i used to scoff at it i never told you that at the time as an aspiring coach and one who tends to overthink things i'd ask myself what the hell does he mean do better at what uh for the longest time it was something that i mocked but now i get it Uh, when you value simple things uh things that work and you stay true to them do better is a clear statement i imagine these men tonight and the others that you taught in your meeting room they knew this very well I went for a run the other day. It was the day after we got the bad news. Um, it was hot out. I was on a hill. I wasn't doing very well. And I, I promise you, it popped into my head. It, it'd do better. And I chose to hear your voice say it, and, and I want you to know that I finished through the line that day. Um, I've seen others mention this. Uh, most recently, it was your daughter. She shared with us that you're a larger-than-life guy. You were a man who lit up the room. As I'm writing this, I'm recalling so many stories of Call it the Good Times. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Um, but I just, you had a big impact on me before you and I bellied up together for a lunch at the bar on a summer Saturday. And I, I hope that you know that. Thanks for being there for me. <clears throat> Thanks for having my back. I'll keep in touch with Jimmy. I'll see you on Friday.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of the Tate Wheeler Podcast, everybody. Remember to leave a review on this episode or any episode for your chance to win a $20 Starbucks gift card. Season 3 kicks off Monday, August 31st. New guests, new inspiration, tons of perspective and purpose as always. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.